Welcome to One More and We'll All Go. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And this uh, episode we are joined by Jake. Here I am. Full disclosure, Brad has known Jake since Brad was probably in diapers. Yeah, probably three or four, I would guess. I'm pretty sure I wiped his ass. And that when was just when like we were younger. Reason. Yeah, oh. Yeah, not, oh. not recently. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't at either one of our weddings. Uh, no, I don't think so. Was it? Uh, and Jake is my brother-in-law. Yeah. I married his sister. He didn't marry mine. Yeah, I didn't choose it. And his <laughs> yeah, and his no sister introduced me to my wife. She was uh, she was a pimp, so I mean it worked out well. <laughs> and the funny part is, is I knew his wife before Brad knew his wife. Biblically. Oh. Oh yeah, I did. Client. Not, not no, not client. <laughs> Just privilege. President. That'll be my client. I'm the president. Yeah. No, that was a that was a, that was an interesting trailer house they lived in. It was. Uh, what was the name of their street? I believe it was Virginia Avenue because I spelled Virginia wrong. I believe so. So, Brad, you said we should start at the beginning with Jake. Yeah, so, Jake, you're, what are you, 44 years old? 43. I'll be 44 next month. You are an equipment specialist at the local dealer. You and I have been doing business together for 20-plus years. That's correct. What do you do on a day-to-day to to make money to bring home the bacon for you and the missus? Well, I, I sell John Deere equipment. That's, I spend a lot of time doing that. Spend a lot of time in my pickup. Probably a little bit too much time by myself. But yes, I do. I, that's that's my job in a nutshell. I sell combines and tractors and planters and all the big stuff. Along with all the service and setup and uh, yep, help yep. make sure everything's taken care of and running right. So when there's GPS issues or uh, technology issues, that's uh, where Jake comes in, his specialty. Yep. In the last 15, 20 years, it's really become more more uh, technologically advanced. So, yeah, that's that's been one thing that I've concentrated on was to make sure that I actually understood how to run the crap because I don't know how you sell it without running it. What is the biggest change in agriculture technology you've seen in your career and even stuff that's coming on the pipelines? I know there's stuff coming that's not on the market yet. Uh, what, what are you seeing that really think is going to be a game changer? Well, so it's it all started clear back in the probably the early 90s. You know, they, and it's kind of funny to, to watch how things have progressed as we've gone. Everything's working up towards automation. Yeah, I was in third grade. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, <laughs> I was not in third grade. Everything has, it's, it's coming together like it's had a plan. Like since 1994, they've been working towards something, and we're getting close now to automating farming practices completely to where there's no operator you know, you're just, you're, you're telling it what to do basically. Right. And so what I've seen in talking with you and going to focus groups and, you know, hearing different people from the corporate level come down and a lot of that it is because of uh, farm shortages and work help, farm help, where it's hard to find qualified personnel to run machines. Cause yes, it is an operator position, but you know, our livelihoods on the line trying to get this stuff done in a timely fashion in the correct way to make sure the crops are in the ground, right. To make sure they come out of the ground, right. Yeah, and, and it, it's no secret that, that labor shortages are, are across the board, but it, it's something that agriculture has been dealing with for probably the last 10 years. And, and, you know, the world is asking farmers to do more more with less, less right. help, less, you know, less everything. And, and they're asking farmers to, to farm more acres, but there's no help to be had. And so, so from a labor standpoint, I mean, you've got to be able to run, you know, maybe two or three machines from one seat, you know, and not have an operator in there. So it, it's something that we've been working towards. You know, AutoTrack was a huge deal for us. That was uh, a game changer. And, and now we're moving towards completely autonomous, just like the vehicle industry or anything right. else. And, and we're going to get there here. Well, actually, we are there. John Deere introduced their first fully autonomous tractor this year. 
no operators. How did it do, though? As far as I know, I haven't heard it run anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, you mentioned uh, you sell John Deere equipment, which I, I would argue that it sells itself. And then... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the radio just plays it just plays right. there's nobody behind it so and you and brad were talking about the, the labor shortage but you you're oh i'm not gonna say you're a one-man operation because you've got a great team behind you there at your your implement but i i know you personally were at family functions together but when it's fall and when it's spring you are on call 24 7 you're if you're if you're there you're on the phone uh, you're, you're present when you can be, obviously, but uh, but how does that how does that feel balance wise between the family life and the work life? When well, it's 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 tough, but it's no different than than what farmers experience. You know, when it's time to go, it's time to go, and we all hope that you know we have families that understand that. And my wife Donnell and I talked about that a long time ago, and you know I promised her that that, uh, you know, all those hours I was working when the kids were little, you know, before we had kids, all those things, I said, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm going to do this so that I don't have to miss anything because I'm not going to miss softball games, volleyball games. I'm, I'm just not going to miss that. Right. My job gives me a lot of freedom. Thankfully, the invention of the cell phone has given <laughs> me a lot of freedom. Um, I actually, I am capable of, if Brad's running in the field, I can actually pull it up on my phone and see the the things that he's seeing in the field i can see them on my phone so i i use that a lot you know talk about technological technological advances you know there there's things like that 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 allow me to have some freedoms but yeah from a from a work-life standpoint it's it's tough and and it's a lot of hours but it's it's no different than what the rest of us face you know in middle america that are you know when it's time to go it's time to go i like to think that when it's time to not go you know when it's time to kick back and relax and watch yeah. the crops grow we all we all take advantage of that and do what we can to spend a lot of time with our families at those points so yeah we try to make up for it in the off season i feel you know like you know like you said you know we're not afraid to get out there and put in some hours when we need to but try to make up for it in the off season enjoy your family time and you know we'll help out more with the doctor's visits and things of that nature and yeah you do have to miss some games and some plays and things like that the kids are doing but uh, that's like you say, one of the sacrifices we make to do what we do. I would like to, uh, you know, since we're on the subject of work-life balance, I, I would like to say that it's probably five years ago, I suppose, I, uh, I, did, I did take a demonstrator planner out to Brad so that he could run it to see if he liked it or not. It might have been, might have been six or seven years ago. Yeah. But anyway, he was, he was on this little piece of ground that he farms, you know, it's couple two three three hundred acres three hundred acres and right. i sh- i showed up you know because he wanted to try this planter out and so i showed up and i said hey I'm, I'm i'm gonna bring this tractor and planter out and i i need you to you know figure out how to get me a ride home and so i showed up and he jumped in it and blasted off it's a go fast planter so he was out there playing at five mile an hour and i took him a planter that would run 10 and so he took off like a shot and the last thing he said to me was jump in that one and just run it around in here a little bit, and we were planting beans. And, and yeah, we'll just, get you right. Yeah, we'll 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 get you right here in a little bit. As I recall, I think it was one or one thirty, yeah, maybe two o'clock in the morning, when somebody finally showed up to take me home. Was well, because we were done with that field. Right, we finished. Yeah, yeah, no, we got done. So you know, when you got when you got friends like that, I mean, what do you need? And that's how Jake missed the birth of his second daughter. <laughs> 
but <laughs> I did I lie? You got a ride. No, I yeah, and it was it was a it was a fair piece from home. There was yeah. no parking it and just no. walking. You didn't have to walk home. No, and I saw some pretty funny stuff that night too. Oh, I bet. Well, so coming down the pipeline, what do you think would be the next big trend in agriculture? Obviously, autonomy is a big one. Um, you know, they talk about, you know, changing the face of uh, some of these machines, whether it be a corn head or a grain head or uh, even planters, you know, because they've been, you know, honestly, the the main theory behind these hasn't changed a whole lot. The way they inject seed in the ground, the way they take crops out of the ground in the last 70 years is still the same principle, the same basic mechanics. You know, they've made improvements in the middle of it. But the combine's still the same theory as what it was with a 6600 mm-hmm. or, or, or even a 4400, back, which is an old combine from back in the day. So the the hard part, to I guess, to answer your question is uh, while, while it seems like, you know, disc openers and stuff like that on planters, they, they really haven't changed. Well, hold on. We got to explain this to the non-farmer. What is a disc opener? Oh well, that's I, I know, but some, that's the part. <laughs> that's the classic line of somebody who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> For the layman's good God, I hope he knows. Bring it to the townies. <laughs> so anyway, the 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 parts that open the dirt up so that we can put the seed in the ground to make the seed trench and all that stuff. That right. that part makes a nice little bed for it. It it really hasn't changed since right. Like you said, 60, 70 years ago. So I mean, horse-drawn equipment. Yeah, yeah. This, this hasn't changed since the oxen. Yeah, yeah the, the, the horse-drawn equipment had the same process behind right, it. Right, right. So, so what I what I see going on is is we can only get so big. Right. I mean, there's there's parts of the world where you can run really big equipment. I, I just turned forty and I am still growing. You're lying. Your wife's eyesight is probably going bad. <laughs> oh, in there maybe. Yeah, yeah. You do have a very, very good-looking, handsome shirt on. Yeah, it's getting a little snug through the middle. Well, the wedding was three months ago, so it's strange since then. <laughs> Congratulations! Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, <laughs> I renewed our vows. <laughs> the sweet fourteen. You son of a bitch! I wasn't invited. <laughs> I I believe at our first wedding, you and your wife and my dad were in a pool at the end of the evening together around one in the morning now that's a good story uh there was there was another lady there that you and i both still know yep um but yeah no it was it was a good time we 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 were well we didn't have swimsuits nope but they they were apparently not required at midnight in that particular comfort inn well in stillwater oklahoma one of the gals showed the the host to uh Two wagers, if you will, or uh, bargaining chips that uh, her bargaining chips were allowed us to stay in the pool for an yeah, hour. Yeah, no, two. yeah, yeah. We were fine after that, but they were yeah. big chips. They they were yeah. She 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 played the big ones, but I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, good story about that night. You guys by the about way, tits. No. What? Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I was trying to follow. Like, no, we were talking about oh, chips. I guess okay, this is NC seventeen okay, now, Frank. Jesus, Primity. I didn't realize I could use dirty words and everything. Sorry, Mom. That's <laughs> all I imagine Deb is just gasping and clutching her balls right now. Well, she was not thrilled that night either. No. <laughs> she was less than excited to see Dad having help getting his pants back on out of the pool. All I know is he said, I have a bottle of Captain Morgan. And I said, really? And he said, yes. And it's in my hotel room. And he went to the hotel room and he came back and he... By God, had a bottle of Captain Morgan. So, you know, we did that. But funny story about that night 
the next morning, there's one last gas station before you get on the interstate in Stillwater, Oklahoma. <laughs> As anybody that's been to Stillwater, Oklahoma knows, that is your last bastion of hope for a good piece of ground because there's not a lot around Through there. the Flint Hills. Mm-hmm. And so I was driving my vehicle, and, and uh, my sister Shiloh, who happens to be Frank's wife, was driving her vehicle. And it just so happened that we met up at said gas station, and it's a typical Oklahoma gas station. The bathrooms are outside. We got a key for it? No, I don't think I they had to get a key. I think it was just open. I think you could shit wherever you wanted to. <laughs> right. Really, once you got the door shut, you just kick some dirt on yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, they pressure washed them out once or twice a year. You know, probably. But I seem to remember that my wife and Frank uh, went in there and thought they had to do some business. And it turns out it was all out of the puking range. Oh. And they both walked out and kind of looked at each other and shook their heads and basically crawled back in the vehicles. And then we headed back. Is that the way you remember it, Frank? That is the way I remember it. But full story is at the wedding, I couldn't drink. Because I had to be the sober ride home. So I did the whole Brad's wedding completely sober, karaoke, the whole works, until we got back to the hotel, and then I leaned in hard. <laughs> well, there I was let her rip. Two parts to that. Uh, nobody could drink because evidently <laughs> I was supposed to get beer for the reception and didn't. Remember said part of that party, too. Yeah. But, boy, once it showed up, we got we serious in a hurry. Yes, I... I showed up and just said you didn't get the beer i'm like why would i get the beer i'm in the wedding i'm busy and evidently that was one of my main priorities i was supposed to handle and did not and and mind you we were a long ways from beer that's the problem with an arranged marriage right you don't know the person well enough to know what they need well but if you're marrying an indian you should really assume (laughs) that i mean there's going to be some some beer there there's going to be some alcohol yes Uh. I was I was looking for the fire water to come out or something. You know, I, I thought it'd be running out of the hills in the, Oklahoma. For any of our friends that remember, I can't remember what the name of the venue was, but it was a great venue because they had uh, an old saloon front and a whole storefront. They had a jail and everything there, like an old West Town. But it was a great venue. They had a wonderful time down there. What I remember of it. Oh, it was it was absolutely beautiful. I remember a lot of it because I didn't drink near enough beer. One of the guys before that, I got there. One of the guys that uh, <laughs> just went to school with drove us back to Stillwater. And um, one of my roommates from college and I were in the backseat of his pickup and him and Jess were in front. And uh, we're coming up to an intersection and it says bridge out, road closed. And I'm like, ah, looks like a detour. And he didn't miss a beat nor slow down and says, I think we can make it. This ain't the general lead. Well... Evidently, he was familiar with the area, and it was just a little water crossing that had been washed out a little bit. But I was puckered right up until the end. I was like, yep, we had a good run. Had the Iowa farmer a little nervous? Oh, man, I've been on many dirt roads as much as anybody, but, uh, yeah, I was puckered. We can't just jump in. Well, sure you can. Yeah. It's a rental. But we made it. We made it. The only thing that would have been better is if it was the limo you were doing it in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, your your, uh, your brother-in-law, Josh, or Uncle Josh, he uh, got in the limo and he said, who brought their damn kids in here? I don't and, think he said damn. And your sister said, that's your daughter, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was... Uh, that was she was the ring bearer, or uh, not a flower girl. Yeah. 
One of those things. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. One of the little kids that everybody goes, oh, she's so cute. Yeah. One of those deals. Yeah. She but insisted on the, the limo ride to the venue. Right. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Good times. Good t- yeah, Good that, times. Was, that was a great party. How many podcasts can you listen to where the, the three folks on it went to each other's weddings? Right. Yeah. Only uh, in small town America. I was at uh, Jake's wedding. I was in Jake's wedding. I think whole time we both I, were. The whole time I thought, well, obviously she's going to leave me because I'm me. So this is going to be weird when they no, look that's at these what pictures. I, that's what I thought too, Frank. Yeah. I mean, and I, I appreciate you just throwing a bone at me. Honestly, I lost $1,000 because <laughs> I, I had under a year. So <laughs> To your dad. Well, yeah, but it still pisses me off. Actually, it's worse <laughs> because it's to him. I don't know. He saw something and I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I remember driving down the, the the road with your dad one morning, and I'm nervous because I was going to ask if it would be all right if I asked Shiloh to marry me. I needed the permission of the father. And he... Right. We're driving down the road, and I mean, it took 20 miles before I actually worked up the courage to say a word to him. And he's like, what the hell are you asking me? She's the one that has to say, yeah. Like, okay, then. That's, that sounds like Bob. Did, and did, what the hell are you scared of with him? That's a, you know. Shallow's much more intimidating. I get it, but it's, it, yes, I asked Wendell, but right. I wasn't scared to ask him. Oh, hold on. <laughs> My father-in-law. I hadn't laid with her yet. Was it? You, <laughs> was it, you <laughs> suck for bringing that up, and you're a lying bastard. <laughs> I hadn't laid with her yet. What are we, Amish? <laughs> that would be the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I hadn't laid with her yet. So when Jess and I were dating, you know, she was living with us, up living with me up here before we uh, got married or engaged. And her mom and dad and brother were talking. Her brother's a good friend of all of ours, Jake. I hope he's listening because he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> but... Uh, Good dude, though. He was listening, and he said to Sandy, he says, well, where's Jess been sleeping at? And her dad pipes up, well, they've been having sex. They just won't sleep together. <laughs> he, he's no dummy. He's got seven kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, that's a funny, that's a funny thing. A lot of averages. <laughs> so, uh, as you go on through your sales day to day, go back seriously. We got real yeah, shit to talk about. Jesus Christ! Uh, so, what are we getting so serious for? What's, <laughs> give me a beer, Frank. What's What's one thing you miss out on? You know, the day to day life. When we're trying to, you know, get get the crop in, and you got to miss out a, a softball game or a play practice or something with the family. You really miss out on. Because I know I had those events, and I hate to miss out. And it might be something as simple as a doctor's appointment for a, a bad tooth or something. To be real honest, I don't I don't miss out on a whole lot of that. Um, you know, I guess what what really probably bothers me the most is just not if I'm just not present. Right. You know, that that's probably more than anything is I don't miss a whole lot of things, but if I'm if I'm not there mentally, that that bothers me. You know, it bothers me to to not be there for whether it's my wife or my kids or whatever if if I'm a lot of times it seems like I'm physically there, but yeah, I'm I'm not mentally there. I don't, you know, I, I I might not talk. I might be quiet, and it's because I'm thinking about shit. Well, my wife said that too because you know she likes to try to go down for Mother's Day or her birthdays and, and harvest and go to Oklahoma. And 
she says, yeah, you'll be there, but you'll be on the phone the whole time or nervous and upset that something's not going that way. And so, like, okay, yeah. I, so I tried, like you said, you know, be present when you're there. Yeah. So take time to put work aside and listen to your family and what they're saying because that's uh, easier said than done. I know, Frank, you've got a lot of remotes and things you do nights and weekends and go I, to different shit. I knew you were going to bring something up, but I'm nowhere near the level of, of you guys because I've, I've seen Jake. I know, what, I know what Jake does and I know what his job entails and I know your job and the pressures on on brad because you know you don't want to be the asshole that screws up a four generation farm operation that's one of my work that's one of my worst fears professionally we've talked about that and i i mean i can't imagine that pressure if if i miss you know half of a game because i had to broadcast from a county fair until five o'clock i'm gonna be there and the girls know that i'm gonna be there so i don't have i don't miss near as, as much as you guys because i'm not in demand. But still, I mean, this is your busy season, county fairs coming up, because you guys do a lot of remotes, a lot of things from fairs, restaurants, different venues, uh, concert venues, which are some of them quite phenomenal. Yeah. As you mentioned, this was our <laughs> seven-year anniversary of meeting Brett Michaels. Yeah, what a great guy. He was a genuine guy. Oh, we're going to pause for my wife to bring us beers. You can come in, woman. The meatloaf! <laughs> she brought in a whole sack. Thank you so much. No Thank you. problem. Do not have empties? God damn, we're talking about something here. We have plenty of empties. Um, you were listening through the door. Where were we at so we can jump back right into it? Um, Jake, Brett Michaels. Jake was a giant douchebag, and you were trying to get to the <laughs> root of that. I have said nothing but nice Frank things about really you. Has. Oh. Are you going to edit this bit? Yeah, I'll edit it up. I'm being very serious. They're, they're okay. asking me shitty questions. Hey, they're staking the microwave. Oh, um, There's steak in the microwave. The what a microwave fucking hillbilly <laughs> thing to say. Turn that shit back on. I want to talk about steak in the microwave. Grab the Salisbury steak out of the microwave, hon. Dinner's ready. Yeah. There's steak in the microwave. That's the worst thing in the world I've ever heard. There's a New York strip in the microwave. In a rib. Fuck off. Okay, so I grilled them, and then she wasn't home from work yet, so I put them in the microwave to keep them warm. It is not on. It's just... If any of Do you that, think the microwave is just magically sealed and so they're going to stay at a balmy 165 degrees? I don't have 85-pound nuts. I assume that the micro- microwave is sealed. I'm going to say it's in front of America and the Internet. If all of this last two minutes doesn't make the cut, I quit. <laughs> I fucking quit. Okay? I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, we got to leave us. There is n- it's, oh, yeah, I got a fucking steak in the microwave. Oh, steak so microwave. hold on. There's a name, Brad. That's a that's a Vicky and Bob deal. But hold on. I got a steak in the microwave. Hang on. <laughs> what are you talking about? You had a whole event this weekend. You're smoking your first brisket. Oh. And I, I love to smoke meats. I want to hear about your brisket. Son of a bitch. Bringing up old shit. Yeah, here's the deal. So. I got this great pellet grill from Jake. He gave me his old pellet grill. Funny story about that, too, but I'll tell that after you tell yours. Perfect. So he gave it to me because the uh, the combustion fan went out of it. Because it's a piece of shit. Then he likes the litter. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of a bad deal. I don't know why. He well, there's that. a Model A Ford down there, or Model T, or whatever the hell they call them. I, I thought you it, just said nobody's going to notice a goddamn grill sitting on the hood. Yeah, what's yeah. one more? Yeah. Well, that's a weird engine for a Model T. <laughs> That's a GRG. <laughs> I don't know, but the fan's out. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so I, I ordered the fan. I got it in. I put the put it in. Got it got it running. Watched about forty five videos on how to cook a brisket. Yeah. On on YouTube. They're pretty intimidating. Very. And here's the deal. I didn't even use my brisket. Aunt Callie brought 
her brisket over and gave it to Hey, you. hey, hey, don't talk about my aunt's brisket. Oh, sorry. So was that from Nick's? Is it one of Nick's quarters? Whoa. Oh, my. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> I, I, I was speechless. Sorry. But so For a second. So she brought the brisket. She was coming over. I was going to smoke it Saturday night into Father's Day, and everybody's going to come over for, for brisket. And then I get up in the morning. I put it on at 10 o'clock at night. Yep. I wake up. I checked it. I didn't check it. I looked out the window to make sure the thing was still on overnight. I get up. I go out to look at it about 8 o'clock in the morning. The grill's at 75. The brisket's at 86. That sounds good. I like my brisket. I would. I told him earlier. I said I'd eat it. I Googled it, and it said don't eat it. Well, no. You don't throw it away. You just keep so what, cooking. So what happened is that it didn't run out of pellets. It just sucked all of the pellets out of the center like in a green bin. Bridged. It tunneled as well. A little, little bit of moisture, a little humidity. Oh, little, yeah. A little bit. It so, makes the pellets sticky. Yeah, so I... I, I absolutely would have kept cooking that, and I wouldn't out. have said a word to anybody. I would not have either. I'd have, yeah, not for a brisket. Yeah, I, actually, I, I would have ate it with some eggs that morning. Yeah, and you were you were going to eat it, weren't you? You were part of the party? Well, apparently, we just yeah. put it in the fucking microwave, and everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's like going to Hardy's, the famous microwave it's brisket. Yeah. Now i got to leave the rest of that part in. Yep. So, <laughs> Full circle. I so can yeah, bring the, it back. The brisket did not turn out well. Doesn't so, sound good. No, so I've got... Uh, I mean, it sounds I've great. I've got another one. I got, uh, I got some of that, that good Nick Allen beef. That, well, the uh, good news is is the shit's only like $73 a pound. So, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. you, you just keep fucking up till you get it right. I'm starting to think about poaching, poaching cattle. Not wrestling, just no. It's a good idea. It's a good I, idea. Start with a smaller cut of meat. That way, you're not like that fox is going around town. Maybe throw it on okay. there. Little fox. Yeah, uh, they're great eating. Great, great okay. fox. Maybe we should get him some ham that's already been smoked. <laughs> lunch and he can, yeah, just a little lunch meat, you know, something like that. Some hillside just farms. Throw that on there. And, yeah. and and I got I gotta I gotta give my boy props though because he's got a flat top. Yep, and I have nothing but respect for his flat top. He he should have been a short order cook. Yes, because the the flat top shit is good. But his smoking ability, we probably need to start him off with well, maybe some smoked ham, some smoked bacon. You know, throw it in there. Okay, you know, I I play just, with it a little. The last couple of years, tried to get more serious into it, smoke because it is a fine art. Some guys do it really well, some don't, and it just is. Don't I'm the don't column. Well, it's just guys like to drink beer, and so we, oh, honey, I'm cooking. Well, all you're doing is throwing a log in there every 30 minutes. Oh, I'm fucking the meatloaf. Leave me alone. Yeah. Fucking the meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Uh, yeah. No, I, 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 I burped, and some shit went up my nose, and yep. it was it's kind of hard on me. So this is where the train derailed, boys. Oof. Hey, down here. I, uh, the, I told Donnell earlier, I said, you know, I, I think I know where Frank screwed up. Because Shiloh. no, I know I know where Shiloh screwed. Up. No, Shiloh screwed up a long time ago. That was 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. But where he screwed up is all of the best smokers of meat that I know. Removing the gay overtones from that, they stay up all night. Yes, he went. He went to bed at one o'clock. He put it on at ten. He he went to bed at one. You can't do that. No. Nick Nick Allen, good, Rhett. very good friend of mine, yep. Rhett. Yep. They they just you know, Nick, Nick did it for a living for a while. You know, made made a lot of money at it, and I was there with him and could not tie my shoes by the time I left, and he was still up and stayed up all night and stayed with that and babysit it like it was just a little 
baby egg. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Frank. I'm like, I'm gonna set it and forget it like Ron Popeil. No, I'm I'm all about to set it and forget it. Yeah. If it comes out like beef jerky tomorrow morning, well, we're having beef jerky, kids. I, I don't know what to tell you. Had a good run. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's fine. Uh, this summer, uh, I nearly burned down my house. I heard that. Yeah, yeah and but it, what scared the most out of me was it was my fault because I'd lit a fire on a Wednesday and then here it is Sunday five days later and it rekindled and blew out across the field. But tell everybody where you were at. Uh, I was at a fishing tournament with my <laughs> oldest son because him and his buddy are on a fishing team. So he's twenty seven. The other son, the other son's dad and I were down there at this fishing tournament, and uh, we you can't fish at it, but we were down there and Jess calls, "Hey, that fire's." Looks like it's coming up towards the house. I'm like, Where, where's it at? She's like, well, it's it's X amount of feet away. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to call Dad. He's in town. And I had a piece of tillage equipment there to come out and put it out. And then uh, she calls back 20 minutes later. She's like, Brad, it's really close to the house and FaceTimes me. And you can't even see the house through the smoke in the backyard. And uh, But that, that scared the crap out of me. What, that's what scared me is our kids are home alone a lot. Uh, the, the 11-year-old and the 7-year-old. And I said, well... Maybe we should probably teach them what our address is when they call 911. They they know where to tell them to go and, you know, what to do. Because, you know, if I mean, heaven forbid, if the house would have caught fire where they were in there and they didn't know what to do. I mean, good God, I couldn't hate to think about it. I felt terrible about it. Well, and I, I, I love your kids, but if they can't figure out what to do when the fire is coming in the west side of the house. Yep. And they don't know to run out the east side of the house. Right. I, it's 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 but, kind of it's a natural selection yeah, kind yeah. of a thing. But I mean, I mean I, what if I'm a big just, believer in that. They might have just went and hit or something. Well, yeah, I know, I, I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Maybe explain to them that they can't hide from fire. Right. <laughs> Maybe we start so, there. I agree. Maybe we get home. I'm going to start a small fire just to see how it works. Just chase it with a lighter. Yep. No. <laughs> yep. I'm going to start a fire in the laundry room to see what happens. Has anybody ever said you can't hide from fire? Because I feel like that is a trademark. That might phrase. be your new name for your podcast. Oh, you can't, you hide, can't from hide from fire. From fire. Screw <laughs> the one more and we all go. It's yeah. It's you can't hide from fire. Because yeah, we, we ask some hard hitting questions. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we do. Real deal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's gotten a little serious. You guys are you guys are well. We try. It's a roller coaster of emotions around here. Really. I'm. I'm. I've been. I've been. Well, I can't say that. He's, he's teared up. He's got hard. I, that's where I was going, and I didn't <laughs> I want to go were. there. I knew you were. Real mature, guys. That's the second funniest thing I've said. <laughs> yes. Still in the top five all time. Jesus. Uh, uh, do we wrap it up, Bradley? No, we're not going to wrap it up. Okay. We've got buckets of questions okay. for you, Jake. All right, let's go. So, oh, rapid boy. Fire. So when you were in high school, Jake... What was the one thing you wish you would? When did you lose your virginity? Yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> no, That's the second no, question. It it's a two-part question. <laughs> what was one thing in high school you wish you would have known that you know now? Whether whether it be finances, it would have been uh, relationships, your friendships, and when did you lose your virginity? I have a left shoulder that hurts a whole lot sometimes, yeah. and I wish I would have realized that I was too small to play football. Because I got that shit knocked out of me and dislocated a shoulder. And would you have wrestled or volleyball? No, I love playing. Well, I played volleyball because they, yeah. them shorts are. It's and it's not funny now that you got daughters or I got daughters and yeah. you got daughters too and you got daughters. Yep. Those volleyball shorts are. But yeah. I could have done that maybe. No, you know honestly, I I I wouldn't have done really anything different. I got some pretty good stories and pretty good friends and. 
I, I really wouldn't have done anything different. And as far as my virginity, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you're gonna have to be more specific. I mean, is it just the tip? Is it like serious? You know, uh, well, just, just the first eight inches. <laughs> Yeah, just just the first half of what my arm. <laughs> you ready to wrap her up, Radley? Yeah, you know I think we've had a good run, boys. So, Jake, thanks for coming in here this uh, afternoon. We appreciate it, and I expect a little more, honestly. You did? Yeah, I thought it could well, have been better. But I did all. I did all done. I could, short of taking my pants down. So I I don't know what I don't know what else I could have done. We'll wait. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate. Holy What's buckets. the name of this thing Look at again? That thing. Whoa! No, it's small hands, boys. <laughs> said radio magic. Remember? <laughs> uh, I believe it's one more. We'll all go. But I still got half a beer left. So. I got it. Well, yeah, one more. And let me go pee. Yeah, I got a half a beer left. Here. Holy shit! <laughs> well, was it everything you thought it'd be? Uh, it's about exactly what I thought it'd be. Well, good. Good. You know, that Frank's a real son of a bitch. Oh, he's I'm a glad he turned our recording off and went to the bathroom. I mean, can you imagine him marrying into your family? Yeah. I, I really I mean, imagine if you had a fucking sister. Well, And that high, son of a bitch married her. In high school, I thought for sure he was gay, because there was all those dudes he was going out with. And I'm, like, oh. I'm, I'm still sure he's gay. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, man, Frank loves the hammer. Really. Oh, he's a he's a power bottom for yeah. sure. But he can handle it. I mean, he's hardy. Well, I know. Yeah, he's, he's not frail. No, he's he's chubby. I mean, yeah. he'd take a big one. Yeah, he can handle it. Yeah, but God, he is yeah. a nice guy. But still, yeah. I mean, regardless, we still love him. <laughs> no, I I got no problem with him. Yeah. being a power bless, bottom. Bless his heart. When you say bless his heart, it means everything's <laughs> bless, fine. Bless his heart. Yeah. Thanks, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he should be back anytime. We better be quiet. Yeah. After all, he can hear us through the fucking door hole. That's there's no doorknob. Yes. Top of the line studio, no doorknob. How in the fuck does a guy take the time to make all of this soundproofing shit? Right. And solid door goes ahead and does it. And there's a two inch hole. Well, the doorknob is in the drawer that you kicked on the ground. Yeah, he showed me earlier. Right. It's got a lock on it and everything. Just haven't had time to quite throw that one together. No, no. Too busy blowing briskets up. <laughs> yeah, too busy microwaving briskets. I heard you knock. What happened? Oh, hey, Frank, what are you doing here? We were trying to figure figure out how it's soundproof. Um, with no fucking doorknob. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can just go live with this one. You won't need to edit it at all. Yeah, I... I was thinking that. <clears throat> I mean, other than a few around. last names and phone numbers. Well, shit, I just, I just pissed, so we're good for another three. I'm listening. <laughs> How many beers we got in that cooler left? Shiloh! <laughs> the beer! Beach. So, I guess we didn't get... So, Jake, back to reality. You went to college at uh, a Jayhawk, was that right? Or a Powercat? Didn't you go to Kansas? No, I went to the other state school. Emporia? Yeah, Emporia State. Okay. And then you started selling equipment down there in Emporia, right? Uh, right after I got out of school, I went to work for the local John Deere store down there, yes. Okay. Uh, heavy hay and wheat country, if I remember right. Uh, not so much wheat, but a lot of hay. A lot of, a lot of grass hay. And Emporia is kind of interesting because it's two rivers come together right there. So there's quite a bit of row crop. Hmm. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> not your kind of row crop, but... <laughs> There might have been an ACDC concert mm. way back in the day. Let me hold on a second. I do this when I, at work. I go. 
So then I know where the edit is. <laughs> so we're just going to cut this whole part out. I'm going to erase the part where Jake's talking. <laughs> just be Brad and Frank the whole time. And our guest is... <laughs> and release. And go ahead. Okay, let's go to your story. Oh, but seriously, we went to an ACDC concert, and you can cut this part out, but we went to... Well, start of this is it's 40 fucking below. In yeah. Kansas? No. 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 Me, you you and Frank went. Me yeah. and him and Nick okay. go to an ACDC concert. So I picked these guys up. I said, I'll drive. I got to work tomorrow. That worked out fine because I really don't like concerts. That works out good. I didn't get invited. Yeah. Uh, it it would have been great. So <laughs> we, we went and we get down in front of the Quest Center and we're 40 yards from the front door, nine and a half miles from our parking spot that is somewhere near the airport. Okay. And so these guys both pound three beers on the way to Counts Bluffs. Sorry to all you officers that are listening. You were I was not. I was driving. So they were sitting in the back and well, there's doing three towns. You stopped and had a beer in each one. So they proceeded to jump out in front of the Quest Center. In motion? 40 yards. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, no. I pulled up to a stoplight, and Nick said, I got to pee. And Frank said, I do too. And they both bailed. We should have went to the last bar we went to. So, I go park the truck nine and a half miles from the stadium, right? or from the Quest Center, and so they, I get walking around, and I, I go to my seat, and both of these guys are holding 32-ounce beers in both hands. None for you, though. So I get up to the seats. I walk in. Ah, cannons going off. Yeah. The whole nine yards. And I walked in. I was like, yeah, shit, we're rolling. I reached over and put my hand out like a good friend would just yeah. hand you a beer. And what here nice we friend. go. man. And they both looked at me and went, nope. <laughs> Not your beer. They don't have beer here. So the moral of the story is I missed Thunderstruck because I had to go out and get my own 32-ounce beer. Yep. They were assholes for opening with that. Yeah, that's a follow, that's a closer, isn't it? Yeah. I don't remember. This is one of my biggest oh, regrets boy. is I don't remember seeing it. Are you just trying to get me drunk so you can just... <laughs> yeah. Back to elementary. I think we all had the same PE teacher. Mr. Vesley? No, Miss no. Wax. Yeah, no. She's a sweetheart, but however... However, she's bless her heart. So we can say what we want now. But uh, Gary listens. Gary will listen. <laughs> but uh, that would have been an equivalent to the gal on Porky's that was upset of the member oh. poking through the hole yeah. in the wall, which looks like this doorknob. There's fixing to be a Jimmy Jammer coming through there any moment. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I recognize him. You're not gonna get me to say nothing. It's a four inch <laughs> thick door. Hmm. <laughs> I like your thinking. We're in, we're in a vault. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Scrooge McDuck's vault. She got so mad at me, speaking of our PE teacher. Yep. Because I was 70 pounds and couldn't do a pull-up. Well, yeah. And I couldn't do a pull-up. I, could, I couldn't do one. Your little arms probably wouldn't reach above your head. She screamed at me for not being able to do a pull-up. No parachute for you today. Apparently not. Oh, I used to love running to that goddamn parachute. <laughs> See, here's the deal. I grew up in Oakland, 
You both grew up in Carson. Boo. And before we tr- we joined schools, you guys did so much fun shit. Yeah. We didn't do nothing. It was presidential fucking fitness all year long. Well, we remember who your PE teacher was. Mr. Vesley. Uh, did he... you know that Mr. Vesley used to pull his pants down to his ankles when he was pissing in the, the locker room? Uh, did you know he lives in a retirement village about... 10 miles away from my dad's retirement villages. I would like to go see him right now and ask him why. He's probably got his pants around his ankles right now somewhere. Being <laughs> Just, no, no six-year-old needs to see it ass that hairy. Yeah, I don't, I don't suppose the PE teachers take showers anymore like they used to. <laughs> oh, that was the best time I've ever, Brad. <laughs> Remember ours, a different one that's not related that we haven't talked about all night. Used to come in to make sure we'd showered, and she yeah. was she was not of the same sex as the rest of us, but she would come in to make sure all them boys were soaked up and clean. Any other questions for Jake? Jake, is there anything else you'd like America to know about the man, the myth, the legend, Jake of all? I have no idea what we've just done or where we're going with this or anything. I love where I live. I love my life, and I love you guys. This is the same speech he gave Donnell on their first date. Yeah, holy shit! What have we done? I didn't. I didn't say I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love those guys. <laughs> Don't we all? Hans and Franz. Yep. <laughs> well, Jake, thanks for coming down here and yeah. indulging us for this time. You're very, very welcome, boys. Yeah. It, it's been real. Uh, Please feel free to tune in. Don't forget to support your local weight staff and your John Deere dealers because it's really the little things and the tips that keep them going. Just the tips. Just the tips. All I need is a tip. How did one more than we all go turn into eight more than we all go? Yeah, it was. It got out of hand. Yeah, that escalated quickly.